Sometimes life is messy. Have you ever wished you could refocus your mind, home, relationships, and work life? Join us as we use research-based information to make practical changes and simplify life. This is Life Simplified. Welcome to Life Simplified. Over the last several weeks, if you've been joining us, you'll know that we've discussed several different holiday-related topics, and today we're going to continue that trend by talking about ways we can work to minimize holiday family stress. So we're going into the holiday season, and we all know that we experience stress all throughout the year, but sometimes there's something about all of those added obligations that just make the holidays more stressful. So I found an an article that was shared by Mississippi State Extension, and it has um, results from a survey on holiday stress that was conducted by the American Psychological Association, or the APA. And so I wanted to read some of those results to you so we could kind of discuss and see that lots of people feel holiday stress. So what they found out is that 61% of Americans listed money as the number one stressor during the holiday season. Another 42% listed the pressures of gift giving. 34% listed lack of time. And lastly, 23% listed credit card debt. The same survey showed that 81% of younger Americans are more worried about lack of money and 54% are more worried about gift giving compared to people over the age of 35. So they're showing that the younger folks kind of identified money as being a big concern with holiday stress. The survey also showed that there are a very a variety of ways that people deal with their holiday stress. So we, when we have this stress, we all kind of have a coping skill, whether we know it or not. And so according to this, one in five Americans stated that their holiday stress affected their physical health. 36% of them said that they either eat or drink to cope with holiday stress. So 22% said that they tended to eat more and 14% said they tended to drink more to cope with their holiday stress. Some actually relied on exercise. About 45% relied on exercise to help with their stress. 44% said that they leaned on religious or spiritual activities to cope with stress. But a small percentage of Americans stated that they turned to like yoga or other meditative things to relieve their stress. So there's a variety of ways people are are doing that. Another fact that was in here, ladies, that I thought was a little bit interesting, but not necessarily surprising, was that the APA survey said that there was actually a difference in how stress affected men and women around the holidays and that women were more likely than men to report a heightened stress level during the holiday season and they were also less likely to take time to relax or manage stress in healthy ways so I don't think that we're shocked necessarily by that but the survey results actually showed that 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 was a thing the women had expressed more holiday stress but they also took less time to kind of self-care 
around that holiday stress. So knowing all of that, hearing all of that, I just kind of want to discuss a little bit today how we see our holiday stress and what we do with it. And then we've got some tips a little bit later on to discuss ways um, that ourselves and our listeners can think about tackling holiday stress. So the APA had a few tips for, first of all, just recognizing that stress. So the first thing they said is you need to define your holiday stress. So this would be, how do I experience stress? So how can I recognize that I am, in fact, feeling stressful? So ladies, when you think about holidays and the stress that you experience, what is your experience? How do you know you're feeling stressed? What kind of things do you feel? What kind of signals does your body give you? So I feel anxiety. Mm, yeah. And you can, I, you can physically feel it for me. And then sometimes I just feel withdrawn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you want to just run just, away from it. Like, let me hide. From let this. me just hide in my house. I'm not going to anything. Yeah, that's that's how I experience it. I hate to say this, but I, sometimes I get really short with mm, other people. Yeah. Like, um, and I don't mean to do it on purpose or anything. But when I'm stressed trying to figure out, you know, my kids, are they coming in this day, that day? When are we going to plan our stuff? You know, trying to plan around everybody. I kind of get short and, mm-hmm. you know, just my attitude, I guess, kind of changes too. Yeah, absolutely. I can relate to all of those things. Um, I was immediately, the word that came to mind for me is I just feel overwhelmed. Like it just feels like a lot. And I think that goes right along with that anxiety. Like just, it's too much. And so I can, I can understand that desire to want to like retreat, but then also the short fuse. And I think too, for me, I can tell when I'm really feeling stressed and anytime, but at the holidays, particularly, I become more forgetful. It's like I just can't like hold anything else in my brain. There's so many things going on. I'm trying to go in so many different directions that I feel like I'm dropping the ball. Like I'm just not as consistent and reliable as maybe I am throughout the rest of the year. So you know, there's just so many ways that we we feel this, but we definitely know that it, it kind of ramps up that time of year. So once you define your holiday stress, like know what your experience is, then you want to identify what your stressors are. So what is it that is leading me to have these feelings? So what holiday events or situations tend to trigger stressful feelings for you all? Well, as I've spoken about, you know, in our past podcast, I have older children now, you know, and they do have their own lives. So just trying to figure out, okay, well, guess what? Christmas morning is not no longer, you know, a tradition around our house of the kids getting up open presents because now I have to work around, you know, their family stuff or their their busy lives as well. And so trying to get the best you know, day where I can spend the day with them, you know, because I want to enjoy them being at my house. So sometimes just trying to figure out the date, you know, of when they're coming to the house. Like the scheduling of it all. Like where does it fit? Yes, absolutely. Yes, that's, um, agree with that. But I'm on the flip side of that, (laughs) of I have a young one. Yeah. We live four hours from my family. And so we alternate holidays. So then, so as in we spend one Thanksgiving with my family and the next with his. But then when you're with that family, not on the holiday, it's when are we going to do it Mm -hmm. that fits everybody's schedule. And that's very stressful. And especially with a little one, because you want to make sure they're, 
able to handle the the travel and the busyness and Mm -hmm. then plus celebrate and create traditions that we have or that we're wanting to cultivate and then also um i think the buying presents and you know it's we talked a little bit about um experience gifts which we're shifting to that which D, I think has de-stressed us a little bit, but just the general of, of finding out what you want to get people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I relate to all of those things as well. And I would say scheduling is always a thing because you're working with so many different people that may or may not live in the same town and have different jobs and other things going on. Um, so I do feel like the obligations in general just kind of pile up and feel a little bit insurmountable sometimes. And then it's all those little random extra things that just pop up that you weren't expecting so like the holiday parties at school that you need to send something in for and then the extra thing for the extracurricular that they do and then the work party and the just all those smaller things that by themselves really aren't overwhelming and they're a nice little thing to add just to celebrate with people that you're around but they feel like an added layer of pressure um and i need to get food for that i need to get a present for that i need to make sure we're there and you know do do the kids have something cute to wear like just all the things i think especially like as moms we want to put on ourselves that are not necessarily something that we have to do i think it's like the mental load part of it right yes Yes. absolutely absolutely and then you know trying to keep up with the pinterest mom idea you know like oh Oh, look at all these cute things and these crafty things and like if i don't do that or i don't have all those things together then my kid is just gonna you know be a miserable person and one day you know be like resentful of my mom because she didn't have the the greatest whatever that she sent to the bake sale at my school for I don't know I think we just put all of that on ourselves so there are so many triggers for sure and it can come from a lot of different directions so then the next piece is you know like we know how we experience it we know why we're experiencing it but how do we deal with it and you know we all like I said have coping behaviors and sometimes they're really healthy and sometimes they're not very healthy I mean we heard in that survey you know some people are like exercising or doing yoga or leaning on spiritual activities um, and some are overeating and over drinking because we just do things to that make us feel comforted and sometimes that's a good and sometimes it's a not so what are some of your coping behaviors and do you feel like they're healthy or unhealthy or maybe you have a mixture of both so I have one of each. Yeah. I'll share both. And yep. so one I think would be uh, the exercise. I, even if it's not like a full out exercise, it, just mm-hmm. getting out, taking a breath, taking a walk, uh, just kind of taking a mental break. And the other, the negative one, I, and it kind of relates to what Joni was talking about. I feel like I tend to be short and more on edge with my husband. Mm-hmm. And that's probably common with everybody because that's who you live with and yep. that, you know, they're going to be there regardless. And but um, that's the negative because they don't deserve that backlash, especially during the holidays, because I'm sure they're feeling stressed, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that, Amanda. I guess the way that I've dealt with it over the years is that I've got to remember, you know, they are older now and I cannot change where they are and they can't be with me 24-7 like I wish they was, you know. So I just kind of step back. But I also, when I'm stressed, I eat. 
you know, that's my big thing. I overeat or, or I just eat because I am stressed. I'm a stress eater and I've tried to change that throughout the years and I have got so much better at it of dealing with the coping skills of everything. But my big thing is overeating. So, yeah. And that's super common. I mean, this article was 22% of people, that's their coping skill. So it's not something that's uncommon. And, you know, I think I too, when I am overly stressed, I do have a shorter fuse. I, I tend to get angry and then I tend to retreat kind of like Amanda said earlier. Yeah. Like I just sort of want to shut down. Like I can't take any more. Um, there's nothing left. And I know that that's not right. And I think our significant others do tend to get the brunt because they tend to be our safe person and we are more open sometimes to a fault with the people that we feel safest with. So that's good. But then they can also maybe unfairly get get some of our frustrations on the the more positive end, something that has taken a lot of time, and I'm not perfect at it by any means, but I try to be really intentional about boundaries, you know, about saying I can't do all of the things. I cannot be there at all of the things. And sometimes you just have to politely decline and say, I already had something scheduled that day, or it's just not going to work in with my schedule, even if there's nothing on that day. And we'll actually talk a little bit about some tips. And and there's a little bit more that goes to that. But, you know, it's, it's definitely something that takes time. And as your family dynamics change, you know, holiday stressors change as people get married or divorced or have children or children grow up and so it's a constant shift and the things that are working for you are not working for you today may not work or not work not work for you in the future because every year is going to be a little bit different when you think about your core and also your extended family and friends that you spend holidays with so this next little bit um, I found an article that was featured by Illinois Extension and in it they have some information from Mayo Clinic where they outline 10 tips to prevent holiday stress and depression. So I kind of want to go through these 10 tips. And if there's anything that y'all want to like pause on and discuss, I think there's some good tips in here, some good suggestions, some things we've talked about in previous podcasts. But I think when we repeat things, it means they're really important. And so we need to take a look at them. So The first one that they point out is that you should acknowledge your feelings. And I think we are really hesitant to be honest about how we feel about the holidays because there's pressure to feel positive. Like, it's supposed to be happy. It's a great time of year. There's all these gatherings and things and celebrations. And while that is true, I think sometimes we feel guilty to say, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed about this or that I don't love this event. Um, This causes me more anxiety than happiness. And so I think being aware of your feelings and not being so scared to just express them because then they don't build up and I think that's where we end up lashing out at our loved ones because we tried to conceal how we feel about it and then it kind of comes out twisted in the end the second tip is to reach out and you know what this means to me like reach out for help maybe it's reach out to say I'm struggling I'm feeling down I'm feeling low or maybe it's just like I'm overwhelmed and I need some extra help with this event or with this thing we're doing over the last little bit we built a new home and so now that we have this new home we really are trying to host family more and so we've done Thanksgiving and we've done Easter and we've tried to do a couple things you know to have everybody over 
and that can be really overwhelming to have a lot of people in your home. But what I've found is don't feel like because you're hosting at your house that you have to do all of the things, you know, get other people to help because it may be that just getting your house clean and ready for people to come is the best you can do let everybody else bring the food you don't have to feel like you have to cook the whole meal or do the whole thing just because it's there so reach out for help but certainly also if you're feeling down let people know. I think people care and they want to know. And, and sometimes we need to reach out for professional help as well because holidays can be tough. We've already discussed, you know, the grief during the holidays. There's a lot of emotions that come this time of year. So make sure you're reaching out for help. Well, I also want to say, like, reach out and going back to the acknowledging your feelings and communicating, communicate during family transitions what's not working or be like, you know try to explain because sometimes if you're used to a tradition that's happened for a long time and then life changes and Mm -hmm. the transition from the traditional traditions that you have in your family to changing it up can be difficult and if you're not communicating like hey this just really isn't working Mm -hmm. it's creating stress or just it's just not fit for what we're in right now our phase of life um, I think that would alleviate some things now is that fun Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. And I think, like you alluded to earlier, it takes time. Oh, yeah. It may be you have to go through a couple holidays to figure it out, and then it may be time to change things again, but you at least are on the heading the direction of making that transition. I think that's funny because... You just said something while ago, Tiffany and Amanda, you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> Tiffany, you talking about far as for us not to have to think that we have to do everything. Mm-hmm. In the past, I've hosted, you know, family get togethers and that, you know, at my house. My love language is taking care of everything. Yeah. You know, um, making sure all the food's there, clean up. I, and when I welcome people into my home. I don't want them to have to worry about any of that and stress that. I take that stress on because mm-hmm. I want them to enjoy themselves and not have to feel like they need to come in. So that's that's me. And then I put that extra stress on myself because I don't ask for help because I really should. You know, because yeah. any of my family members from my uh, sister-in-laws to my family, anybody will do anything that I need. It's just, you know, me taking that like, okay, I need some help. You know, and I guess that's where my stress comes in there. And then you was just talking about far as about uh, the change of the traditions of everything. And I mentioned a while ago, my children are older. We no longer open Christmas presents at my home. We Most of the time it's, you know, the weekend before or the day after, you know. So me, I've got a couple of years of that. And I understand that that's the new tradition in our house, you know, that my children will no longer be at my house on Christmas morning, but we will be at my mom and dad's on Christmas morning because we always go there and open presents there. So that's our new tradition at my family's, you know, so making them changes. Sometimes we think of what the tradition is. We make our own traditions. You know, it doesn't mean that this is the society says you have to open presents on Christmas morning or you have to be there on Thanksgiving to watch the parade, you know, we make our own traditions and we can make that anytime. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to fall right on them days. 
Yeah, and that goes perfectly into the next tip, which is be realistic. You know, I think they said in the article, holidays don't have to be perfect or just like last year. And I think we get this like image in our head of this is a perfect Christmas and it has to go just this way or wasn't last year amazing. We're going to recreate that. And I think we set ourselves up for disappointment because we know like we can't recreate anything. Like if something goes awesome, that was great. Like enjoy that. But things are going to happen. There's not perfection. I mean, one of my favorite Christmas movies is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and it's all about the disasters. And I think, like, the reason that we love that movie so much and it stands the test of time and we watch it every single year is because it makes us all feel good about ourselves because that's us, y'all. Like, we know there's going to be those disasters, and theirs are so over-the-top and so just outrageous that you're like, well, at least that didn't happen. You know, at least we didn't have a SWAT team come busting through our windows in the middle of dinner. <laughs> So, you know, I think we have to be realistic. It's not going to be perfect. And then, like, families change and grow. And our traditions and our rituals have to and need to as well. You know, when we are different people, when our family dynamics change, we have to adjust. We have to pivot. Things can't stay the same forever. And I think that can be hard for us to let go of. So that's where you have to decide like, okay, what traditions are we going to work hard to maintain? But what can we let go? What can we pivot? What can we change and adjust to make it fit who we are now and what we look like now and how we interact now? But then I read a separate article. And I just wanted to note this in here because I kind of like highlighted it as I went through it. And it's so valuable. And it said, if a holiday tradition causes you a lot of stress every year, consider dropping it. What? Right? <laughs> like, woo. I was like, woo, permission? <laughs> permission to drop it? Like, but how often do we do that? Do we cling tightly we to do. something yes. that yeah. stresses us out to yeah. the max every single year? And, you know, I'm like, do, does anyone even enjoy it? Or are we all stressed, but we just keep on plugging through because this is what we've always done? I was going to say, more likely, other people are have the same stress as yourself right but you they don't want to mention it because you don't want to mention it either but then it comes to everybody's decision guess what we are all feeling stressed about this situation so you know they may not want to tell you that they're stressed either Mm -hmm. because i'm not going to tell you that i'm stressed so they don't want to be the one to point out the elephant in the room but everybody knows it's in the room and we're just like (laughs) looking around it like what it's not there yeah (laughs) you can feel it in the room you're like it's it's palpable right y'all it's like right there (laughs) but yeah so i i loved that i think it's important and for anybody listening to us like if a holiday tradition is causing you stress every year it may be time to say this is not worth it because I really think a tradition should give you warm fuzzies. You should feel good about it. You should feel like nostalgic, not dread. And if I'm dreading something, that tells me that it is not good for me. It, it is not It is not fueling me. It is not filling me. So, you know, be realistic. But then the next one is, and I think probably the most difficult one, but it is set aside differences. Whoa. Okay, so we know (laughs) that all year long, we can have all kinds of drama with family members or all kinds of feelings about different people. And then we get to the holidays and we shove everybody in a room together and we go, all right, 
let's go let's, let's have let's the go. best day ever <laughs> and whoa can that like sometimes i think maybe holidays can have the biggest throwdowns but what they're saying here is you know like this is a time set the differences aside you know and try and i think it said try to accept your family members and friends for who they are you know like I know that this is going to be a quirk they're going to have. I know they're going to say that thing that is going to push my buttons. I'm just going to bite my tongue and walk away and let's let's not air any grievances at the table or around the tree or wherever it is that you're celebrating or however you are. Like, just maybe set aside those differences. But, and I liked this in the article, but I think we are not good at this. It said, plan to communicate about those issues at another time. And I think that's where we mess up is we we put on our mask and we put on a smiley face and we push through, but we never actually address the issue later. And so it continues to build. And every year we have to do the same thing. So I'd encourage you, like, set aside your differences, accept those individuals for who they are, you know, get through the holiday season and, and try and make it as cordial as you can. But don't just brush it under the rug and never go back to it. Find another time that you can broach that topic and hopefully find some kind of compromise, some kind of middle ground or understanding because I think it'll make future holiday seasons much easier as you go into those. Yeah, we I just laugh because we always, and I'm sure everybody has it, that one family member that's always late. Oh, yeah. You could tell them <laughs> and they're always late. And so we're, I just joke and... <laughs> I'm calling out my husband. He tends to be late sometimes, too. But I'm always like, just tell him 20 minutes before or give them, tell them the wrong time. So they actually yeah. show up on time. And they'll still be late. <laughs> they'll like, still be late. <laughs> no, I think everybody has that. But yeah, they do. And that's why I was just laughing when yeah. you were just, I was like, accept them for who they are. They are late. That's who they are. Just yeah. tell them a different time. <laughs> oh, and we have actually gotten to the point, full disclosure, like we, there are certain people like this. We know, we know they're going to be like, they know they're going to be late. It is not a secret. Like yeah. everyone knows it. And we've kind of gotten to the point where we're like, well, we just go ahead and eat and like they get their plate when they get there and it's fun. Everybody still socializes and it, but you get to the point where it's like, okay, you know, you're going to be late. You know, we're going to have food for you when you get here. We're going to go ahead and proceed. Don't let it hurt your feelings. And we're not going to be frustrated with you. And then that we're all better off for it. And so I think, yeah, but everybody, everybody has family members that have something that you just know and you learn to um, accept that that's how it's going to be. So, um, yeah, set aside those differences to the best of your ability. The next one we've kind of discussed, so I won't harp on it, but stick to a budget. I think, you know, like we saw in this article, the majority of holiday stress comes around finances. It's money. We're stressed out and we're spending more than we have. And it it's a lot and it causes a lot of stress and anxiety and probably a lot of arguments amongst families as well. So Try your best to set that budget and stick to that budget. We talked all about that kind of stuff. So if you missed that podcast, I encourage you to go back to that. Listen to that because we discussed a lot of tips. So there's more in there. So I'm not I'm not going to dig too deep. The next one is plan ahead, which we also have hit on. But we know when we plan ahead, we feel less rushed and less anxiety over all the things. But one thing I did note is... We've talked about, you know, planning ahead, doing your shopping ahead, setting your menu ahead, buying gifts ahead of time. But also something that was pointed out that I thought this this was great and I love this is 
set aside specific days for shopping, baking, visiting friends, and so on. And I love that idea of like actually get your calendar out and be like, okay, this is going to be a holiday shopping day for me. And I'm going to try and knock out that. And this is going to be a holiday um, grocery shopping day. This is going to be a holiday baking day, maybe with family. This is going to be a holiday day that I set aside for friends to hang out and enjoy. You know, just getting those things on your calendar and that way when you have that the boundary where you say no and actually that's our next tip is to learn how to say no and set those boundaries if I've already set aside these days on my calendar then when someone calls and says hey can you all do this on this day or we want to get together with this you can say you know I would have loved to have done that I hope y'all have a great time but we're not gonna be able to make it there's already something set aside on my calendar but I would love to catch up with you next time. Um, and that way you have it on there and you you honor that commitment to yourself to not overbook and overstress and to have those days set aside for you so that you can enjoy the holidays. And I think part of that too is like Amanda, you you said earlier, you know, trying to figure out how to do new traditions with having a new a young child in the home and, and figuring out as your core family, what is that going to look like for us? Sometimes we forget to set aside some time just for the core family. And we have such a short amount of time together where it is just you and your spouse and your children. And that time is going to go quickly. You know, Joni's nodding her head because she's <laughs> yep. like that has come and gone. And and I know that's going to happen, too, with, you know, having an older teenager this year. I know that time is limited. So I've made it very intentional that we want to set aside some time that it is just the five of us while we can, because I know that's not going to happen forever. And so planning ahead putting those dates on the calendar and then being able to tie that into setting those boundaries and saying no when you've already committed that time to yourself and your family I think can be really helpful in lessening some of that stress the next one we're on number eight is don't abandon healthy habits so sometimes we get so caught up in the hustle and bustle and the going that we stop doing the things that we've done throughout the year to care for ourselves you know whether that is exercise or eating a healthy diet or meditating or going to those spiritual activities or whatever it is that fills you up whatever fuels you don't stop self-care during the holiday season because then that takes an already stressful situation and makes it worse because you're not taking care of you at all that's a good plug-in because uh, that's what my podcast is going to be for this month. So stay tuned. Nice. We're going to talk about healthy habits and exercise during the holidays. Perfect. So more on healthy habits to come. The number nine ties right into that as well. Take a breather. That's that self-care. Sometimes we just need to take 15 minutes for ourselves to just take a time out because we do get overwhelmed and overstressed and our fuse gets very short. And so we need to make sure that we're taking time for us. It's in our nature to want to run and do all the things for everybody else and be all the things for everybody else. But we can't pour from an empty cup. And we, if we are dry, there's nothing left of us to give. So we need to make sure we're continuing to practice that self-care. And we have podcasts on self-care. So if you need more details on that, check that one out. Go on 
going back and, and, and look at that one up. And then the last one is seek professional help if you need it. So like I said earlier, sometimes the holiday stressors can turn into something more. It can get deeper. And so what is just kind of frustration can turn into anxiety and depression and, and may need some professional guidance to get you through the season. And so please seek out those professionals, therapists, counselors, religious leaders, whoever you feel like you turn to. And if you feel like you're in an immediate situation with a mental health crisis, you can always call 988 and be connected um, to someone who can help you out in the immediate. So that is always an option and we always encourage that. My last question for everyone, and we've kind of discussed, but which of these tips do you think would be the most helpful for you going into this holiday season so we've got these 10 tips and I think they're all very helpful but which is there anyone that stood out to you that you're like that's the one I need to focus in on or that one's going to be the most helpful for me mine probably will be to ask for help instead of me thinking that I need to do it all myself is just ask for help yeah absolutely mine is going to be to set aside those days Mm -hmm. so we already have started months in advance trying to pick out when we're going to do this event and that event but I haven't done I'm going to shop this day or I'm going to bake this day or spend time with friends this day so I think that's going to be my goal is to be more mindful of just blocking days out and saying hey this is what we're doing and and making that work for this year yeah I think that one is mine as well because it really ties in good with those boundaries and that's something I really try to practice and so I think just tying those two together feels like that would be really helpful and would eliminate a lot of stressors um, and just make me feel like I'm getting to enjoy the season a little bit more like that's my ultimate goal going into this holiday season is I want to be able to set aside the time um, and prepare in a way that allows me to enjoy instead of dread because I think sometimes we get into that where we just we start dreading it and I don't want to do that because I know I'm gonna look up and my kids are gonna not be there and I and I want to be able to enjoy this time with them. So I think the combination of the plan ahead and the, the setting boundaries, the learning to say no, just continuing to put that together will be really helpful. So. Being more intentional, our word for the yes. year. That yes, we intentional. highlighted. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Intentionality is key in all of these things. So I hope that you all listening will be able to use some of these tips we've discussed today to help minimize your holiday stress. As always, we would love to hear your feedback or suggestions. You can email us at lifesimplifiedpodcast at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook. Thanks for joining us. This is Life Simplified. Thanks for listening to Life Simplified. We are family and consumer sciences agents with the University of Kentucky Cooperative Extension Service. Contact us at lifesimplifiedpodcast at gmail.com.